Voice of the Cape Drive Time, welcome back. 0829-913-913 is the WhatsApp line. Query, comment, and criticize. The Benchmark Foundation yesterday hosted a webinar on accusations of uh, anti-Semitism against supporters of Palestine, of Palestine and critics of Israel. We now chat to policy and advocacy manager at the Benchmarks Foundation, Hashim Logat, who was part of the discussion. Hashim, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the show. Uh, Wa alaikum salam. It's Hassan, Hassan. Logat. And uh, uh, so sorry, this is hosted by the Palestine Solidarity Campaign in Cape Town, part of the SABDS coalition. Right. I just uh, read the information I had in front of me. So, so sorry. So sorry about that's that. That's the way it flows. But, but it, is, uh, it was part of the Israeli apartheid week. And uh, uh, I was one of the panelists with uh, a number of other people, such as Andrew Feinstein, who, uh, as you know, uh, was a member of parliament and was the first person to introduce the uh, bill on the Holocaust uh, in, uh, in South Africa. He had lost through uh, his family, uh, I think from the mother's side, 39 family members. And then we also had the Palestinian Haidar Eid, who was a lecturer and an activist who was also part of the panel, and myself, uh, being active in the Palestine Solidarity Alliance. Yeah, Haidar Eid is well known to us at Voice of the Cape. In fact, uh, he uh, qualified as an English teacher and teaches at the University of Gaza. Um, So what came out um, in terms of the webinar? Because uh, it seems as if not many people are able to make the distinction between the fact that criticizing Zionism is not criticizing Judaism. It's criticizing a political entity and not a faith. In fact, I, I referred to, uh, at least part of my notes was, was inspired by one of the interviews you guys did with uh, Hada Kami, where I started my input to talk about how uh, historically incidents of uh, uh, anti-Semitism in this country has been low, yet the campaigning and advocacy by groups such as the Jewish Board of Deputies, the Zionist Federation, and a number of other surrogates groups for Israel was very, very high. And this, uh, I said, uh, you know, it's just not me doing a thumbsuck. The South African Jewish uh, Report in January 2020, on the 30th of that month, in an article by Nicola Miltz, um, wrote uh, that uh, the incidence of of, uh, of anti-Semitism in South Africa was an all-time low, and she sought to explore why this was the case with the number of people. So they've recognized it, that it's been an all-time low. And as you've heard before in your program, as I said with uh, Professor Kami, that, that uh, this is simply because anti-Semitism is a tool that they use to beat up its, their opponents, and mainly Palestinians, and Palestinians supporters like us. Indeed, and I mean, I think it's very important that uh, people listening to us right now, and it's not just people who are, are well informed, that it's, it's made quite clear that criticism of Israel is a political statement 
um, and it has nothing to do with anti-Semitism at all. And the other point that if one wants to talk about Semitism, it rubs on both sides because anti-Semitism can also be directed against Arabs and also against Palestinians who are Arabs. Well, you know, what you're saying, uh, I mean, is, is so true, because what, what I said in my input is that it looked like the definition was very malleable, because uh, 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 in the attacks against Zain Dango, they, they, they used words such as, uh, if it looks like a duck, uh, walks like a duck, sounds like a duck, then it, then it is. You know, and then when in this article that I just referred to you now, they were trying to explore why is it that the, the incidence of, of anti-Semitism was low, and historically low, at all-time low in 2019? David Sachs is quoted as saying, one needs to distinguish between anti-Semitic acts, that's doing bad things to Jews, and anti-Semitic discourse saying bad things about Jews. And South Africa has a very low rate in the first category, but not necessarily in the second, which is probably impossibly impossible to measure accurately in any case, then they rely on the ADL survey for those kind of things. So quite clearly, by all accounts, what we were trying to do is look for a constructive way of dealing with this. And it was fascinating to hear a Holocaust survivor's son basically talk about how, when he mentioned his own history, some rabbi phoned in or wrote in to him uh, saying, oh, yeah, maybe your mother was so-and-so in the camp. So very disparaging. And I, I think that the, the intention from Haidar's input, from mine, from, from Andrew, uh, was, was clearly one that we, the anti-racists, must really unite. The left has a particular role in uniting the anti-racist forces. And we, we are challenging the, uh, the Zionist Federation to debunk of their racism and then to fight real causes of racism because if they label everyone as an anti-Semite. In fact, I was asked to speak for a long time about the Clover case where the South African Jewish report have been found basically guilty of slurring the BDS movement by calling them anti-Semitic. They have to write an apology. It's due any time in the next five days or so. I, I was one of the people working on this, and uh, they have to apologize for that. And part of the problem is, is this whole uh, definition that they're trying to impose on what is anti-Semitic. And they're trying to impose a definition which has examples, and their aim is to try and equate any criticisms of uh, uh, the state of Israel, uh, which we think is anti-Zionism, as anti-Semitic. And uh, I pointed out that uh, the, the, one of the authors of that particular uh, resolution, that document, a Jewish guy himself, basically said that he was embarrassed by this, and he did not intend it to be used as a tool to close down uh, uh, freedom of speech and debate on campuses. Now, of course, um, what I, I'm beginning to find interesting is that a lot of the discourse that, that we're talking about in terms of anti-Semitism is being picked up by, by angry people of the Jewish faith who are not happy with anti-Semitism being equated with, with Zionism. That is an interesting dimension, isn't it? One that seems to be denied or wished away by certain factions. Well, you know, the uh, yeah, so, so as I tell you, that that's so true, and this part of it, 
the Sira resolution, the definition, has been challenged largely by Jew, uh, Jewish groups, Jewish Voices for Peace, Jewish Voices for Free Palestine. They are the ones uh, who, are, who are championing this fight, because what's happening is that they're using the name, the sufferings of Jewish people who died uh, in the Holocaust, six million, and they're using that to basically close down freedom of speech and, and, and uh, movement and organization. Some of the groups on campuses in the U.S. and elsewhere are highly, highly pressurized by them. But Gideon Levy wrote in 2019 in Haaretz, the Jewish paper, he writes, the plague is spreading under the cover of a just war against anti-Semitism. Europe and the United States silent every voice daring to criticize Israel. Under cover of this war, they are undermining the freedom of speech. So clearly what he was talking about was about how the BDS has been uh, made illegal, very much as they talk about uh, delegitimating the, the BDS. They, everything that they say that we do, they are doing this to the BDS movement, which is a nonviolent movement supported by Jewish people, Muslims, progressives, non-believers, but everyone believes there should be justice for Palestinians. No, absolutely. And uh, it, it does seem as if the, the, the Zionist uh, discourse is really struggling, um, despite um, them ratcheting up their um, anti, so-called anti-Semitic programs and despite them really targeting people who are speaking out. It seems as if they're being battered into a corner. And then there's also another fact that uh, research in the United States and even in Europe is, re- is, is showing that um, younger generations of Jewish people are less inclined to have any interest in Israel whatsoever. And this is deeply concerning to the establishment. That is true, but as I, as I pointed out last night, many of us who work in the cause of Palestine for a just solution for all the people there, that, that we do this out of our free volition. You know, I'm an activist. My, my work, my paid work, if you like, as, as an activist is seeking justice for mining communities, doing research there about how extractivism is not just for, for, for us and the wider community, the environment and the, the planet as a whole. And, uh, so, but what, what the Hasbara has, what the Jewish propaganda machinery has, they have the army, the military force of it, also involved in this field of the Internet and data management and mis- misinformation. They have volunteers, they've got paid staff, they've got Jewish boards of deputies, Zionist federations in various countries who are arguing for them every day, causing, causing uh, uh, that the narrative be changed. In fact, when, when, when Jeff Harper was asked, the author, uh, why is it that, that Israel doesn't give up these occupied territories, then it could just be like any other uh, small island nation. He said like, uh, it could be like a New Zealand living in peace there. Populations are small. He says no, that, that, that Israel is like a gated community to the rest of the world, and the rest of the world use them right as this this is what they sell to the rest of the world it, it uses them as the testing ground for repression and control they can tell dictators and wealthy people elites this is how you do it we've tested it in the field they don't put it as crudely as saying 
we kill Palestinians. They don't say it. Maybe they say it in closed doors, but they don't say this from what I've read. Absolutely. So clearly, yes. they, they test, they, they've tested this where guns can shoot around walls, where they, they, there's a whole technology of control. And then this is what they have. They have that niche to the world, and they seem to do this with impunity. Absolutely. Hassan Logat, uh, activist from the Palestine Solidarity Campaign, uh, as part of Israeli Apartheid Week, uh, a webinar talking about anti-Semitism against supporters of Palestine and critics of Israel. Hassan Shukran, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Walaikum salam. The Voice of the Cape.